welcome to me, myself, and I, how to have a relationship with me. My name is Charlie McClendon, and I am a licensed professional counselor in Atlanta, Georgia. Remember, the information that is shared during this podcast is used for informational and educational purpose only. It is not to be used in lieu of mental health treatment. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about people-pleasing. You know, that's a term that is thrown around a lot, used around a lot. So we're going to get into what actually is people-pleasing and how is people-pleasing developed and ways to move on the other side of people-pleasing. We're into the holiday seasons and being in, being into the holiday season, a lot of times what can happen is we get to get reconnected to families and friends and aunts and uncles and cousins who um, along the way in our life might have inflicted some trauma, right? And so when we have had that trauma inflicted on us, sometimes it develops into people-pleasing. And so coming into the holidays, you can be feeling overwhelmed, you can be feeling anxious, you can even start to feel some depression, right? Because it's the anticipation of being with family, being around families and friends, or just being around mutual people that can be causing you the anxiety and depression and stress due to events that have taken place over the course of your life with these people. So let's jump in a little bit and talk about people-pleasing. People-pleasing is a direct barrier to who we are, right? It it fights against the relationship that we develop with ourselves, right? Because it's rooted in conditional love, um, conditional kindness, conditional um, um, compassion is rooted in something that is conditional, right? And sometimes that can stem from trauma. People-pleasing is defined as a person who has a strong desire to put other people's needs, wants, whether they're physical, mental, or emotional before your own. I'm going to repeat the definition for you. People-pleasing is defined when a person put Others' needs, wants, whether it's physical, mental, or emotionally, they put it before their own. It's the strong desire you have to show up in the world for other people in the way that they need you to show up over what you need for yourself, right? And oftentimes what happened with people-pleasing is it's developed in our childhood. You know, when I am talking about a lot of things through this podcast, a lot of things are directly correlated to our childhood. I know a lot of people like to believe, well, it happened to me when I was in um, third grade or when I was in a child. Um, I got to get over it and I got to move on. That is absolutely true. We do move on. Life do keep spinning. But also when we experience trauma, when we are damaged, A part of us gets stuck in whatever season of our lives, whether it was 10 or um, 5 or 13, a part of us emotionally get damaged and get stuck due to the trauma we've experienced. And so when we're looking at people pleasing, we're looking at it from a place of it was developing childhood 
based on the relationship you had with your parents, right? And so, and it's not saying, oh, we're going to beat up on parents. I'm not saying that at all. But we have to be honest in understanding and recognizing that our family was not perfect. Our parents were not perfect. They did the best they knew. And even in doing the best they knew, for whatever circumstances, they still inflicted damage and trauma. We still had those events to take place in our life. And those events have altered who we are. And the same thing goes for people pleasing, right? Right. Um, our parents, um, our parental relationships are critical. It sets the foundation to how we see ourselves as children. It sets the foundation in how we see ourselves outside of us in the world and due to our environment. Um, whether it's openly, you know, trying again, like if you starting something and you're doing it for the first time and you try and you don't get it quite right. I'll just say growing up as a girl, being able to do a cartwheel, you try to do a cartwheel, but if you have someone who's chilling you along the way on trying to do something and do something well, versus someone who's constantly criticizing you for what you're doing, that in itself can really play a part in how you see yourself. Right. So it could be that, hey, I'm going to get this um, cartwheel down perfectly so then I can receive great and good um, accolades back from my parents um, for my siblings. Right. That they can see me and they can say, hey, yeah, you did something good. Or it can go the extreme opposite way that you're constantly trying to get their approval and say, yes, you're doing well and the cartwheel is perfect and they never do it. And so then you develop this pit in your stomach that, hey, I need to always be perfect or I need to always do what they need me to do or I need to always try to make other people feel better about who they are and do things for them. So then in turn, that they can love me, they can see me, they can cheer me on, they can have compassion for me, they can have kindness for me, right? And it's whether it would be openly trying again or not doing something well, right? We all like to be praised, right? We all like to have compliments and we all like to know that we matter. And if you mattering shows up with you having to sacrifice yourself, that can be a sign of people pleasing, right? So, um, and we want to look at how does people pleasing damage us? It damages us in a lot of different ways, right? People pleasing can damage your self-esteem. Um, it can damage your self-worth. You know, what do you believe you're worth? It can damage your image, how you see yourself. Because it causes you to constantly seek outside of yourself for validation. You constantly seeking other people to say, hey, you do have worth of your image of who you are is good enough or that your esteem that what you do is have, it does have value. So people pleasing can come along and damage you on so many different levels, right? And when it comes along and it inflicts itself on you due to childhood, it can start to create an anxiety in you from childhood right? It can start to create depression and, and create stress level, right? A lot of times when we experience um, events in our childhood, 
we start to experience anxiety and depression and these stress levels, but we cannot identify what it is. Our body is just telling us, hey, something is happening. You're being triggered. And so if you cannot give voice to it or you don't have a support system that acknowledge when you're experiencing something, then it just become a way of life for you. And two, it can continue to grow. And when it grows, it can get to where it becomes unmanageable. Right. And so when we are thinking about our parents, our parents' jobs are to create a safe space for us as children. Right. It allows us to develop mentally, emotionally and psychological in a safe space. Right. Which allows us to develop healthy ways to see ourselves, see the world and also to engage with them. When we are viewing ourselves from a place of being flawed individuals, you know, we're not perfect. Regardless of what people would like to be, no one is, believe no one is perfect, right? We're not perfect people, but we're unique people. Two different things. We're not perfect, but we're unique. And when the unique us is not cultivated, it is not nourished, it is not given kindness and compassion, right? It can develop into the opposite of perfect. I need to be perfect. And that can be part of people, please. I need to be what everybody else needs. And when I am what everybody else needs, then I have some value. Then I have some worth. Then I have a healthy self-image. And that can be damaging. It puts you in this place to no matter what relationship you're engaging in, whether it's with families, but at, with friendships, it can be at work with coworkers. You can put yourself in a place that you're always going overly above and beyond for other people to show kindness and love and um, help them out with things at the office or babysitting a friend's child when you don't want to. You go overly to be what other people need, which needs, which then in turn damage who you are, right? And so we want to be careful when we are looking at that, when uh, we are looking at the definition and looking at your life through the lens of people pleasing, right? Remember, relationship is defined as a connection. It's a connection between, you know, an object or people or a concept. When we are connected and bonded to our parents and to our siblings or to other people, we develop a set of stage of, uh, we, we develop a stage of connection and bond in a healthy way when it's done in a healthy way. And we want to be able to look at when that has not been done, it can create people pleasing, right? Let's think about how can people, uh, people please how can people pleasing affect the relationship with yourself, right? Because that's what we're talking about with me, myself, and I, developing a relationship with ourselves. So how can people pleasing affect the relationship that we have with ourselves? It affects us by not, not allowing us to see the importance of who we are. We're not allowed to see the uniqueness of who we are, you know, our quirks that makes up who we are, our skin color, our hair, um, our speech, um, how we share ourselves emotionally, how we receive emotionally, all of those things are unique to who we are. And people pleasing can come in and create that barrier between our uniqueness causing us to try to perform through perfection, right? People pleasing comes in and it interrupts the relationship 
that you have with yourself by seeing other things and other people as more important. So everything is more important to you. You can be, um, say, I need a mental health day. I'm just going to stay in the house. I'm never going to leave the house for today. I'm just going to be and watch. And you can get a call from a friend and say, hey, you know what? I really need you to watch the kids because I want to go out um, and hang out with um, some other friends. Or you can get a uh, co-worker call and say, hey, um, I know you're off today, but I'm feeling overloaded today in my work and I really could use your help, right? But you have made a commitment to yourself, but because someone called and came in and said that they needed something, you went beyond a boundary that you have made with yourself to take care of yourself. And now, if you're not careful through a lens of people-pleasing, you are engaging in something you don't want to do that can be hurtful to you. Because that time you needed to just be with you was important for you to rest, recharge, to sit with you, to be intentional with you. And that can be given up for the sake of someone else because you see their need as more important than you see your need right? And we want to be careful of that, right? So growing up, if we are always taught to repeatedly to share, and I give you an example, we're taught to repeatedly share our candy, all right? So you got candy or you have a favorite toy. So whenever your siblings come around, or a cousin come around, a friend or somebody come around, and um, you have your parents are always telling you, give, you know, don't be selfish. You know, you have two pieces of candy. Why wouldn't you share one piece of the candy? But think about that. Say, have you been working and you got an allowance and you got 25 cents and you went to the store and you used your 25 cents. Um, since and I'm dating myself in my age. Back in the day, you could take 25 cents and go and get 25 pieces of candy. I'll say, you got this candy and you've gotten down to your two pieces. And so your sibling or friend or cousin or somebody walk up and say, um, can I have a piece of candy? And you only have two pieces left, but you do not want to share your candy. But then you have a parent, a grandparent or or old adult come up and say, hey, share your candy. But you don't want to share your candy. But they made you over and over to share your things with other people, right? And a lot of times when people tell you to share things that you have, they put it under the umbrella of you don't want to be selfish. You don't want to be selfish, so share. But the thing about it is, if we're constantly told that if we don't share what we have with someone else, if we don't always do what someone else's need, that someone else's need is always important and then our own, and that we don't see a value in who we are and taking care of ourselves and having a relationship with ourselves and keeping things for ourselves, we learn that other people are more important than us. That can lend itself to people pleasing because what happens is, right? I want to be seen as someone good. I want to be seen as a good person and that um, I love people. So in order to do that, I need to constantly give away what I have to make people believe that I'm a good person. We're all good people just because we were born. No action makes you good. You are just a good person. Whether or not you share your candy, whether or not you babysit for a friend, whether or not you help out a co-worker at work, 
that does not make you a good person. Not being able to take care of you and say no do not mean you're not a good person. You're a good person, right? But when you get those messages at a very early age or you experience the trauma that said that you had to always give away yourself or that you're not important, you learn that other people and other things are always important and that is not true. You are important, right? When you're taught that other people needs and wants, were more important by directly always having to take care of siblings, right? You could have grown up and you were the old, older sibling and you always had to take care of the babysitter. You always had to make sure they had their bath or you had to cook for them or you had to feed them or make sandwiches or walk them to school, whatever it is, right? If you're that sibling who were taught, right, that you always have to take care of your siblings, when do you ever see you, right? You were taught to always see outside of you and always see other people. And then that can kind of um, sway itself over into adulthood, right? You can have a sibling who say, hey, I don't believe in working. Hey, I just want to um, try this job, try that job, and just do whatever I want to do. But you make a decision, hey, I want to go to school. I don't want to spend all of my money. I want to make sure I save my money. But then you got this message in your head when your sibling called, hey, I need $500 to pay my bills, right? But the message you got when you were a child was you always take care of your siblings. You don't ever leave your siblings behind. But you have a sibling that made a different decision than you. So now though, because the messaging was, that you always take care of them. You never leave them behind. So now the people pleasing kick in and you get that um, guilt feeling that, hey, if I don't do this, then I'm a bad person, but I have to do this. You don't have to. You've just been conditioned to, right? So a lot of times people pleasing can be developed through condition to always see the importance, the needs and wants of other people, right? Being loving and kind to others is not people-pleasing when you also be loving and kind to yourself, right? Always seeing others versus being able to see you can be people-pleasing. But being able to see others and see you can be that joint level of love and compassion. You're able to see them, but you're always also able to see your need, right? What are some of the things that can cause people-pleasing? Fear and rejection, right? When you're opposed of giving away, again, a piece of candy and not wanting to take care of your siblings or reject it. Um, when you introduce something or receive harsh words back or feeling abandoned from parents or guilt not wanting to share, that feeling of rejection can cause people-pleasing, right? Feel the fear of disappointment from others feel like if I disappoint and I say no I'm gonna disappoint people that can create people pleasing right also the fear of being punished you know as children that if you didn't want to do something you were punished for it so you learn hey in order to be the uh, avoid being punished let me do even when I don't want to that can be another thing that causes people pleasing also, the fear of failure, right? If you're growing up and you're receiving backlash or being bullied when you try to do something new, right? 
And um, it can be this fear of re uh, failure that causes you to um, develop people pleasing. When you think about developing relationship with yourself, right? Being emotional, available, and consistent in ways that love you and see you is very, very important in developing a relationship with yourself. All right. When a parental relationship is based on the parent emotional being unavailable or inconsistent in their behavior and their interaction towards you can result, result in you learning. Love and affection must be earned. That lends to people pleasing, right? Right. Which can cause a separation from yourself outside of performing. Right. So causes, you know, to, um, so what are some of the ways that you can overcome people pleasing? Some of the ways you can overcome people pleasing is by developing self-compassion for yourself, being kind, being intentional, being loving towards yourself, showing up for yourself every day in small gestures, right? Allowing yourself to be honest with yourself are some ways you can overcome people pleasing, right? Seeing the value in who you are consistently seeing the goodness in your individuality and your uniqueness. Remember, we're all uh, original beings. Being an original being, things about you are unique to you. Being able to lean into those things can help you overcome people-pleasing. Set healthy boundaries. Healthy boundaries are important to be able to create equal love for you and others. Saying no without an explanation, right, is an act of love for you. I don't have to give an explanation why I don't want to um, leave my house if I'm doing a self-care day. You just get to say, hey, you can't do it, right? And so being able to set healthy boundaries is a way to overcome people-pleasing, right? Be intentional towards yourself. Start each day by being present with you and offering kind words and action towards yourself. Being able to see yourself, right? And so those are important ways to help you overcome people-pleasing. Remember, when we people-please, we often edit and alter who we are. Whether it's our behavior, it can be our speech, what we're sharing, those things can come in and damage us, right? Also, the need to always um, put people first, right? Or always see them as uh, overcommitting to them as their importance. Or mind reading, right? That's something in the therapy world we're talking about. You mind reading by picking up clues from people of their actions and trying to anticipate what they need. That can come in and affect the people pleasing. But when you're able to slow things down, be intentional with yourself, think about what you need, set um, boundaries about what you need, that can help you overcome people pleasing and help you start to see you. I hope today during this podcast, you were able to get something to assist you in being able to see if you are a people pleaser, if you are a people pleaser, how it was developed, but also how you can overcome it, right? The important part about being in relationships is first being in a relationship with yourself. 
when you're able to be kind and loving and gentle and nurturing to yourself, right? When you build that foundation for yourself, whether you were able to, whether you were given tools when you were younger or whether you develop the tools now, building a relationship with yourself assists you in overcoming people pleasing, but it assists you in loving and seeing you, which in turn allow you the opportunity to build healthy relationships, whether it's at work, within your family, and most importantly, with yourself. So I hope you and your family are enjoying this holiday. And remember, when we're talking about people pleasing, if you find yourself at any point feeling overwhelmed, feeling anxious, or feeling depressed, take a breath, think about people pleasing, and then think about some of the things we talked about today in this podcast and then apply some of those things to yourself. Remember, it's educational, it's informational, but the ultimate, ultimate way to overcome people-pleasing is to find a therapist. Find you a therapist. Find you someone who is able to help walk you through people-pleasing, walk you through any trauma you experience, someone who can come along and help you learn to see the value of who you are, right? So as I end every, every session of my um, podcast, I love to leave um, a quote of the day. And a quote of today I leave is, happy holidays. Happy holidays to you. Remember, the holidays are everything you make them to be. So during this holiday, choose you and remember to be good to yourself.